بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه ومن والاه إمام النووي's Riyad al-Saliheen is an immensely blessed hadith collection that has been cherished by Muslims for over seven centuries. In this series, Sheikh Yahya Rodas gives brief commentary on each of the hadiths in this collection, helping us to follow the sunnah of our beloved messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahirrabbilalameen. Wa sallallahu ala sayyidi Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam ajma'in. Min kitab Riyad al-Saliheen, Sayyidi Imam al-Nawi, radiyallahu ta'ala anhu, wa nafa'ana bi'lumi fiddarin. Ameen. Ila anqal. So we've reached chapter 10. Bab al-mubadirati fil ila al-khayrati wa hathi man tawajjaha li khayran ala al-ikbali alihi bil-jid min ghayri taraddud. So this translates as the chapter on hastening towards good deeds and encouraging a person who intends doing good by motivating him to remain firm and focused. Allah says, so hasten towards good deeds. Hasten towards the forgiveness of your Lord and towards paradise, the width of which or the breadth of which spans the heavens and the earth, it has been prepared for the people of Taqwa. So in both verses we have it's translated the same, but there are two different words. First Both translate here as hasten, indicating that we need to move quickly to draw near to our Lord subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is obviously not a blameworthy type of haste. A blameworthy type of haste is to do something without reflecting upon it properly before doing that particular thing or doing something outside of its time. But when it comes to good, this is what we should do. We should hasten to do good. And if all good begins with a thought from an angel, one of the risks through postponing, putting that thought into practice is that it goes away. It becomes that lighter and lighter has less and less impact upon you. But when the angelic thought first comes to the heart, is if we hasten to put it into practice, that's the very best way for us to that actually that to that, um, be able to respond to it as opposed to lose it. So the first hadith that he quotes, this is hadith number 87. عن أبي هريرة رضي الله عنه أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال بادروا بالعمال فتنن كقطع الليل المظلم يصبح الرجل مؤمنا ويمسي كافرا ويمسي مؤمنا ويصبح كافرا يبيع دينه بأرض من الدنيا رواه مسلم سأبي هريرة رضي الله عنه نريد ستمسنج of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم said Hasten with good deeds before a time of trials and tribulations, which will follow one after the other, which will follow one after the other like a dark night. A person will be a believer in the morning and will become a disbeliever in the evening, or he will be a believer in the evening and become a disbeliever in the morning. He will sell his religion for worldly belongings. So in this hadith that we learn of the importance of hastening to do good, but in this particular circumstance that our Prophet indicated, Sallallahu Alaihi Hasten to do good deeds before a time of fitna. 
and here fitten is in the plural, of course, before a time of trials and tribulations. And again, that this word fitna is a difficult word to uh, translate as it includes so many different types of things. Someone, the meaning of it, which is, is that you're in a situation where there's no easy way out. It's not a matter of good or evil, something's clear, or that this is what you do. There's various shades of gray, and oftentimes it might be that you have two bad options, but you still have to choose the best of the two mm -hmm. and remain, maintain the principles of your deen uh, despite the situation. Uh, but what our Prophet is indicating, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, is that there's times that might befall his ummah that become very difficult to do what you normally would have done. And uh, we just experienced a time like that where we thought living in the countries in which we live, if you save enough money, it's fairly easy to perform mm -hmm. Umrah. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden, there's barriers in the way. And it becomes more and more difficult. Things that were so easy, but then there's all of a sudden barriers. Mm -hmm. And now people can't go for various reasons. Just just a small, small example, but especially if there's civil strife and there's an outbreak of war or something like this. It makes doing good deeds that we would normally have done much, much difficult. And so all different manifestations of fitan and that we can just see about these in our time, all these different philosophies and the philosophical currents and all these different things people are exposed to confusing people at the level of the mind if you confuse at the level of the mind you're not going to be uh, encouraged to be able to then put uh, your religion into practice and that someone might go astray that let and be unable then to that do the righteous works so there's times of fitna that make it difficult to do a'mal that are saliha, to do good deeds. And our Prophet is saying, So <clears throat> hasten with good deeds before a time of trials and tribulations, while you can do whatever it is that you can. And that's essentially what our Prophet is teaching us, and the commentators point out that this hadith is similar to another hadith of our Prophet, where he said, that uh, that benefit from five things before five things happen. That's shababak qabal haramak. Your youth before you start to get older. Well, Your good health before you fall into bad health. Well, you have means and are able to do things financially before in states of poverty. In your free time before you become preoccupied. In your life before your death. And what beautiful advice. We, you have good health, use it for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. Because it might reach a time where you can't do what you did before. And likewise, all of these different age, your health, your relation to your wealth, relation to your time, and then your, our lives in general. Is it subhanAllah, how much time do we waste that we would have done things and made good decisions? Everything that then happens after that is built upon those decisions that we made and would have opened up new doors of drawing near to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But then the Prophet sallallahu described these fitan and said what they will be like. So layl is night and Muslim is the darkness of night. And qita, of course, are like pieces. But here what it refers to is, is that the successive darkness of night. 
كل ما ذهب سعى من مظلمه منه مظلمه عاقبته سعى مثل ذلك. Is it um, that like night? Is it uh, until you reach true dawn? Is it every moment that there's darkness after darkness after darkness after darkness? It's the way night is until true dawn. And this is the nature of these fitan. It is not just one. It's like the successive darkness of night. Fitna after fitna after fitna after fitna after fitna. And it will reach a point uh, that it is in here. The fact that it's described as al-layl al-mudlam indicates that it's a fitna soda. These are very difficult tribulations. And they're tribulations of darkness that lead people astray. And um, this is in reference to the end of time in particular, as our Prophet is describing the state. And they will have such an impact upon the people is that the worst possible thing that could happen is what is mentioned in the hadith here. And then, of course, there's a lot of other things as well, but this is the worst possible thing that could happen. May Allah Ta'ala bless us with the path and steadfastness on this religion and to give us tawfiq and to protect our hearts, Ya Allah, and to make us firm upon La ilaha illallah. Muhammad Rasulullah until the day that we meet him, Ya Allah, Ya Allah. And they're so powerful. The people enter into the morning as a believer. But by nightfall, they will have left if salam. They'll go to sleep at night. By in the evening, they'll be Muslim. But by morning, we They would have left Islam. And we see the precursors of this in our society. And how quickly sometimes when people are with the wrong people or listen to the wrong things or in the wrong environments that they're Faith is stripped from them. But it's going to get worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse until the actual Dajjal himself comes and people will just want to go just to actually see him. And their faith is taken. And what is one of the main reasons this happens? That he will sell his religion for that some that paltry price of the things of this world. Just yani something of the dunya, the mata'u, the hatam al-dunya, that they'll sell his deen for that. And it might seem like right now, okay, okay, we seem to be okay, everything's fine. You know, how could that possibly happen? Imagine if you have children and you see them starving right before your eyes and people are suffering as so many people right now are. So many of our brothers and sisters in so many different places right now are experiencing unimaginably difficult situations in that camp somewhere because they had to leave their homelands and war-torn countries and that you could just start listing different countries that right now as we speak. And imagine that you see your the child about to die because they're hungry or they're sick and there's no doctors and there's nowhere for you to go. You're in a no man's land. You can't go back to your country. The country is not going to accept you until you're in a camp. Or you see your child like, about to die out of the cold from the cold weather or something like that. Fitten the hawla And this is just what requires incredibly strong faith. Incredibly strong faith. Because it's not an option in this end of the time scenario to go receive 
help from the other side. Uh, and that's how people get drawn in into the Dajjal mm. system. And once you're drawn in, the worst thing that could possibly happen is what was that Prophet described. And so this is an indication of how, especially in the end of time, believers have to work on their hearts. And no matter what, it would be better to die upon faith than to um, that do something, even if something would be okay outwardly and have food, it would be better to die upon faith than to put someone's in a, oneself in a position where their faith could be stripped. And this is Allah Ta'ala. And this is a hadith narrated in the collection of Imam Muslim. May Allah Ta'ala fortify our hearts and bless us to be firm upon that. And bless us to that hasten to worship him, subhanahu wa ta'ala, to learn his religion and to put it into practice and to do every good that we're able to do. That in the moment and throughout our lives. Wa sallallahu alayhi Thank you for listening to one of Al Maqasid's online educational offerings. Our mission at Al Maqasid is to cultivate holistic learning environments rooted in knowledge, devotion, and service by providing full-time, part-time, online, and community programs. For more information, please visit our website at almaqasid.org and connect with our other online content at almaqasid.org backslash connect.